You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Nastia, I always like to ask this question. It's it's open-ended, go in whatever direction you'd like with it. But when you think back to your childhood, what are the things that that make you smile, that that stand out, maybe uh, things that really kind of pushed you to, to where you are today? Any any direction you'd like to go, but, but what do you think about when you think back to your childhood? You know, honestly, thinking back to my childhood, I mean, so much of my time and my childhood was filled with something that I just loved so much, and, and that was gymnastics. And, you know, I'm obviously so fortunate that um, gymnastics has kind of given me the life that I have today, but taking a step back and actually like looking back at it like I truly just loved it so much I had such a passion for it and um, you know my parents really (laughs) never wanted me to do gymnastics because they knew how hard it was I guess and just the um, you know the amount of hours and and all of that that you're spending in the gym and and being the only child uh, they just truly wanted me to be happy and that happiness truly came from the sport of gymnastics at such an early age. And you reference your parents, uh, both incredibly accomplished in that field uh, on a global level. Uh, but they, you said they didn't necessarily want you to, uh, to do that. Did you have to convince them that this was a life you wanted to pursue or were they pretty easy to kind of relent and let you do your thing? Um, you know, I guess a little bit of both. My mom was pretty adamant about me trying other things like, she really, really wanted me to play the piano. <laughs> and I like specifically <laughs> remember her taking me to piano lessons, which obviously took away the time, you know, and the hours that um, I was able to be in the gym. And every single lesson that she took me to, I literally cried. And I just wanted to be back in the gym. And I just kept telling her <laughs> how much I hated, you know, my, my lessons and how I would never be a piano player. And, and she was like, that's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to be a successful piano player, but I want you to try. And so I, you know, tried for not long, but, you know, I I tried. And, um, yeah, I just kind of realized that this wasn't for me. And I think she realized that, too. And um, so I guess it wasn't so much like convincing them to let me do it. I was in the gym so much because when we moved to Texas from um, you know, from Russia, basically, uh, they just had this dream. And that dream was to open up a gymnastics school one day. And um, at the time when we moved here, none of us could speak English. Um, they really didn't have any money. They just had a dream and a little baby. And so they couldn't afford a babysitter. Um, and so I just spent so much of my time in the gym. And for me, it was so amazing, because it was, you know, this huge playground. And then I just quickly fell in love with the sport um, beyond it just being this big playground for me. And I think, I think I convinced them when they truly just saw, you know, the passion in my eyes and the love for the sport. And then obviously at a pretty early age, they, they definitely saw, um, you know, a God given talent and they didn't want to take that away from me, but they also just, you know, we're never going to force or push me into um, the sport. But luckily for them, I, I fell in love with it pretty early. So you mentioned you know you weren't born in America and your parents their their heritage is is not American and uh, I I was born here but my family my brothers and parents were born in South Africa so I grew up 
experiencing, I guess, uh, a little bit of an American upbringing, but a lot of a South African upbringing. And I'm curious, what sort of cultural experiences did you have, even as you moved to America uh, with your parents not being from here, that maybe the the average American kid would not have growing up? Or or the ones, I'm sure there are several, the ones that really kind of stood out to you? You know, it's so hard to say because uh, we moved when I was about two and a half years old. So, For me, Dallas is home and America is home. Like, yeah, I certainly feel, um, you know, Russia is like still part of of who I am because it is a big part of my family, obviously. But I feel like, you know, culturally, like I, yeah, maybe eating like different foods, you know, having different recipes. Like, for instance, today for lunch, my grandma is, um, my grandparents live here now, too. And so she made borscht, which is a very traditional Russian soup. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like because I basically grew up in, in Texas and in the United States, I, we, we really kind of took on the traditions and of being an American family. Um, and so I, I wouldn't really necessarily say it was um, different. That being said, just being able to learn more about their upbringing and how, you know, how they grew up and how the times were so different and so much um, more difficult, I guess, in the Soviet Union at the time and how, you know, they had to stand in line um, for literally hours just to get, you know, a few potatoes, let alone any kind of meat. And, And so that kind of stuff, I feel like I grew to truly have an appreciation, again, for, the life that I live today and and how I'm so fortunate. And they have obviously worked so extremely hard to give me that life, you know, from um, my teenage years and then to be able to obviously um, be successful in the sport of gymnastics. And that, you know, has kind of led me. But I I think really just seeing how hard they worked, both for their family and for their dreams. But, um, you know, I think the older that I've gotten – the more I understand it and the more I appreciate it because I know how hard that is, especially like thinking, okay, just imagining myself moving to a country that I I don't speak the language and I just have this dream. Um, It's, it's scary. You know, it's, it's obviously not impossible and they have shown me that, but it's um, yeah, I feel like I've just grown to like truly appreciate hard work and, and coming from nothing and really working for everything that you have. Do you recall challenges in, in learning English? I mean, you were, you were so young, so, I mean, was it just done in school, or, or how did you go about, I guess, with your, your family as well, uh, learning English? Yeah, well, we actually, <laughs> my parents and I um, always watched Barney and Sesame Street, um, and that's really how we all kind of learn English. Obviously, once I started going to school, I, you know, was learning there, and I would, um, bring home, you know, all my books and, and homework and, and kind of all that stuff. And, and they would honestly kind of do it with me because that's, um, that was their way of learning as well. So yeah, it was a big um, team and family effort. And, um, but I mean, the early days definitely was watching, you know, Barney and Sesame Street. I could be wrong. I think Barney was filmed in Dallas. And, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> 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 I, I always heard that, but I never, uh, I guess I never really thought to uh, follow up on that, but, uh, I yeah, guess I was, think you are right. Okay. Um, I, I know. don't know. I don't really know the logistics of it beyond <laughs> it being on our TV, but yeah, I think, think you might be right. I didn't, you know, it, I never saw Barney like at a Tom thumb or a grocery store. So right. I guess I just didn't believe it. 
Nasty, to to do what you did as a, as a gymnast, and I guess you know right off the bat when you talked about your parents understanding what that life was like, uh, you you certainly have a different childhood, a different path than than a lot of people because of the time commitment and the age at which you kind of excel and, and peak as a gymnast. What were some of the experiences, or, or what did you do to try and make sure you still had some of the experiences that? Uh, kids, you know, I guess are, are prone to having at those ages, or were you just totally to to compete at the level you competed? Did you just have to kind of block all that out and, and consider that a sacrifice to have the success that you ended up having? Yeah, I mean, there were certainly sacrifices that I had to make. I mean, but at the same time, I just, I was so driven to, I guess, achieve the goals that I had that Yes, I knew that they were sacrifices, but I also just always knew in, in the back of my mind that, okay, something I might be sacrificing, for instance, you know, not going to the sleepover tonight with some of my school friends because I have practice at 8 a.m. the next morning. And it wasn't that my parents didn't let me do those things. They really kind of let me do, you know, if I, if I asked to go to a sleepover, they were like, okay, you know, here's, here's the thing, like, we know you're probably not going to get a lot of sleep. You have practice at 8 a.m. tomorrow. You're going to be tired. But if you want to go, like, you should go. And I, you know, definitely went um, and learned the lesson the hard way. I would have the worst practice of my entire life because I was exhausted. And I've just always been one that needs my sleep. And so I think just from such an early age, I kind of, like, learned myself that, okay, you have the rest of your life to have sleepovers with your friends you have the rest of your life to go to the mall to you know go to movies and do all that and that's not to say like I didn't do those things I would I would just you know not be able to do those on Friday night because I had practice Saturday morning but Saturdays um after practice in the morning um I had basically a day and a half you know Sundays were our days off so I think yes certainly the sacrifices were there you know we didn't really go on a lot of family vacations till after but again now we have for the most part, a very normal family life. And we're able to enjoy so much of that and, and I guess kind of make up for lost time. But while it was a sacrifice, like I don't regret a single day, a single hour or moment that I spent training because I was able to achieve, you know, this lifelong dream that I had um, throughout my childhood, basically at the Olympics. So I think one thing that's unique about your trajectory, uh, there are maybe NBA players who are around the same age as you when the, the 2008 Olympics uh, popped up. But the Olympics, is it's not just USA watching. It, it feels like the whole world is watching. And uh, to have that, that, that pressure and to be in the spotlight at the age you were at, whether it was the, the lead-up to the Olympics or the actual 08 Games, what was that like? Was that was that a challenge to have that spotlight and have that attention? Was it something maybe because of your parents and their experiences that you were prepared for, or, or how did you kind of deal with uh, the spotlight at a, at a at a relatively young age? Yeah, I mean, I feel like um, it, it's definitely on a whole different level. I would say here than in you know the Soviet Union at the time or um, Russia, but. Um, I think I was, I was pretty lucky that I grew up <laughs> in the era of no social media, um, <laughs> because I look at, you know, these young girls now that are, whether they're athletes or not, it's just, 
it, it, it's a tough day and age, I feel like, to, to grow up and, and to be, you know, whether living or, or just or training for the Olympics or competing at the Olympics um, with everybody's opinions just at your fingertips. But that being said, I, I do feel very fortunate that, you know, my dad having, having competed at the Olympics, he kind of knew exactly what it took. And, and so I, him being my coach, I mean, I had just like full faith and trust in him. And, and I never once questioned if he told me, not that he ever did, but if he told me I had to do a hundred beam routines that day, like that's what I would do because I knew that his word was just, he was doing everything he possibly could to get me to where I needed to be. Cause we had that same goal and dream together. Um, and we were a team um, and we were teammates really. Um, but I feel like the spotlight for me was was just something honestly that I kind of ignored a little bit like I was able to block it out really well um because it was it it was almost like I just separated um you know two different things it was my training for the Olympics and then it was just like this other side of my life, I guess. I don't know. Like my mom just always really kind of taught me to, to like when I was competing and I was on the balance beam or just like in that competition zone, um, to pretend like I was a horse at a horse race and, and put my blinders on. Right. And so it was like, there were no other distractions. And, um, I was just very lucky and fortunate to have a great team that helped me with all the other stuff and in my family and and all of that. So I, I guess, I didn't really realize or, or notice it or recognize it as much until after the Olympics and after I came home. And um, then I certainly realized, you know, the amount of people watching the Olympics and just like the magnitude of it. I think I just always kind of thought like, oh, yeah, like a lot of people watch the Olympics. But I just I didn't really realize how many and how big of a deal it was. And you know, it, it, I think it's it's such a unique event because it brings sports fans and non-sports fans together and, and maybe sports fans who aren't familiar with uh, certain sports, including gymnastics. But yeah. I, I think from an athlete standpoint, Nastia, what's so amazing is, and, and, and you know, you probably know the name Dirk Nowitzki being uh, oh, someone. Oh, gosh, of yeah. course. I'm a huge fan of his. <laughs> uh, I mean, we all are. I, I'm trying to convince my wife uh, that, you know, maybe we name our first kid Dirk. I, I'm losing that <laughs> battle right now. But, uh, uh, you know, so the Mavericks in 06 lost the finals and then came back in 2011 and won and, and made up for a heartbreaking moment. Well, for you as a gymnast, you might only have one shot. And... You know, whether that's trying to qualify or when the actual event takes place, I just find that that pressure, that level of pressure so amazing because you work so hard and you make all these sacrifices and there isn't a next year. For some athletes, maybe there's four years from now, but yeah. that's a long time. I, I'm just curious, like, what was that like? And, 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 yeah. you know, and knowing that that pressure's there, but I'm sure you can't let that pressure hang over you every single day. So how, how did you deal with that? Well, you, you know, you're exactly right. And, th- and this is kind of something that I've always said. Like, I'm obviously a huge gymnastics fan, Olympic fan, but just a sports fan um, overall. And I feel like I never, ever want to take away um, or compare because you just can't. You know, you can't compare the NBA or the NHL or NFL um, to each other or, you know, even to gymnastics or the Olympics. But, you know, you are right. Like, the NBA finals, it, it happens every year. And it's, 
it's heartbreaking no matter what if you're that close and and you can tell yourself okay well maybe you know we can rebound and, and come back next year um but still it's it's like that pain is still there but you know you're right for the olympics especially for so many including myself it was a once in a lifetime opportunity and i had peaked you know my whole 18 years basically for that one moment that you know the day of all around finals where i won that gold medal and so it's really hard not to think this is my one and only chance because you know that it is, you know, it's like, you're never going to be as, you know, powerful, strong, physically, mentally, emotionally prepared than you are in that one very moment. But you have to kind of do the best that you can to not think those things because that's, you know, that's, or else you're setting yourself up for basically disappointment. Um, and I've always just kind of said, like, you know, I was obviously physically more prepared um, than I ever was in my entire life in Beijing, but it really was about that mental game. Okay. And can I, yes, deliver my routines because I know that I can, I've done like a million beam routines and it really is just one more, but it's that one more that counts for an Olympic gold medal, you know? So it really becomes such a mental game. And as much physical training as I did, I did, you know, on my own, I really did do a lot of mental training and I read so many books and I visualized and um, just a lot of things to kind of mentally prepare myself for that moment. And, you know, the, the Olympics on the gymnastics side, is, as people know, is unique as well. And that in, in some capacities, it's a, a team sport, but you're also now competing with your teammates and uh, you know, in other capacities. So, so what's that dynamic like knowing that you've got a team and in, in some areas you really work together as a team and, and how you perform and how a teammate performs is all towards the greater good. But then the next day you guys might be rivals going yeah. for the same medal. Yeah. It's, I feel like there's not too many sports like that, you know, where it is such an individual sport, yet it is a team sport at the same time. Um, I will have to say, though, like, our Olympic team is, like, so close now. And it's so cool because, you know, we definitely experienced something at such a young age, but we experienced something that we now have a bond together for the rest of our lives. And we're all in such different places in our personal lives, you know, whether um, a lot of the girls have families and, and kids and are married or just we're at such different places, but it's so cool because we're just like connected um, forever. And, and I feel like it's, it's definitely at times challenging to um, kind of like understand, you know, being teammates, but then also being rivals. But I feel like, you know, especially at such a, like we were 16, 17, 18 years old, but I think, um, at the end of the day, we all truly wanted what was um, best for each other. And that was obviously for us all to do the very best we could, both individually and as teammates. And so um, I feel like we, yeah, I feel like looking back, like we, we did a really good job at trying to support each other. And, and there was never, ever that feeling of, or, you know, the thought, like, I hope someone messes up so I can make this final or anything like that. It was it was never about that. It was always truly we each want each other to do our best because that's who, you know, deserves to be in that final or, or to win that medal or whatnot. And you won a few medals uh, in 2008, <laughs> uh, a handful of medals 
including a gold in, in the all around. And, and I mean, ha- years later, years removed, I'm sure that's still an incredibly special memory. How, how would you characterize your feelings as best as you can recall uh, when you realized I am a gold medalist? Oh, it's, it's hard to kind of like, you know, it's just not part of my everyday life anymore. Like I don't, wake up thinking about the Olympics or, you know, about the medals that I won. Like, don't get me wrong. I will forever be so, so proud and, and thankful, you know, to be able to have competed at the Olympics and representing, represented my country. Um, but I feel like also like now being back home in Dallas, it certainly does bring back more memories, um, probably more than ever before. But I feel like, when I do think about it, um, if anything, it just kind of is like that motivating factor of, okay, I got through some of the hardest of times, the most frustrating, the most difficult and challenging times. And, and I was able to overcome so much adversity and fear and um, so many different things in order to achieve, you know, that ultimate goal. So anytime, you know, something else kind of, um, in, in like real life, I guess, kind of, if I do face adversity or I'm going through something challenging, I'm like, okay, if I did that, I can do this and I can get through that. So I feel like it, it certainly has given me, um, you know, confidence in, in knowing that if you can do this, you can do that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm, again, I'm just so fortunate and lucky that I have been able to, um, kind of create a career out of something that I, I truly just fell in love with at such an early age. I mean, I was probably, you know, three, four, five years old when I fell in love with this sport. And now being 30 years old, I, um, you know, I'm still so involved in, in the Olympic movement and the sport of gymnastics. And um, yeah, so it's really cool. You know, I I would never suggest that winning a gold medal is a bad thing, but but hearing the way you you started that answer, you know, talking about how it's it's not like you allow it to live in your head every second of the day. I mean, you've gone on to accomplish a lot, and, and maybe some of it is is possible because of your success. But have you at any point had to deal with man? I, I I'm I'm so proud of what I did, and I understand it's a tremendous accomplishment. But I I'd, I'd love to just be Nastya Lukin, not. Nastya Lukin, the gold medalist. I, I don't know, and maybe that oh. that's never happened. I, I'm just curious. Oh no, I mean it. It happens. I don't know if this is like dramatic to say, but it happens on a day to day basis. But it certainly happens more often than not. Um, I again am so thankful and so fortunate um, that I was able to achieve, you know, the things that I was able to achieve. But I feel like for so long that kind of defined who I was as a person. And um, I feel like now at 30, I've kind of finally learned, but it took me a very long time. And there's still instances that like, that kind of still like hits me. But I feel like at this point in my life, I have finally figured out who, not even who Nastia Lukin is, just like who Nastia is, because (laughs) that's really what I have like, been itching so hard to kind of figure that out and and find out who that person is. And, um, and that's kind of the person that I want, um, you know, people at times people to know more than, you know, who Nastia, the Olympic gold medalist is the girl in the stars, like all of those things. And so, um, 
But again, I also understand that gymnastics and the Olympics like will forever be part of who I am. And that's okay. I just really don't want that to define who I am. Well, if you don't mind me asking, I guess what, what would you like people to know about Nastia? And, and I'm not even going to mention the last name, just, just Nastia is, <laughs> is we have a, a conversation about it right now. You know, I think for me, it's, it's more so, um, the person that I am, um, you know, my mom kind of always taught me that people will, you know, people will kind of forget about your accomplishments and the medals that you won, but people will never forget the way that, um, you make them feel and just the kind of person that you are. So I hope that people know and, and remember, um, or if, you know, people meet me that it, it's beyond just like, oh yeah, she has five Olympic medals. It was just, oh, she was really kind and sweet and her heart was great and um, that type of thing. Um, I just, I really want to make a difference in people's lives beyond just, you know, um, remembering me for my accomplishments in the sport of gymnastics. And I guess, and in, in maybe, you know, we can refer to you not as Nasia, the gold medalist, but the, the college graduate. I know you went back to <laughs> yeah. NYU and, and got your degree. I think uh, I saw in in psych and, and sports management. Why was that important to you? And then with those uh, specific uh, degrees, what, what was what was appealing about each of those, the, the sports management side, I guess, maybe there's some more natural connections, but the, the psych side as well. So for me, it was just always extremely important to go back to school. Um, I graduated high school in 2007, so the year before the Olympics. And, um, you know, my my dad from a very early age, um, before I really even understood, you know, what he was saying, but I just specifically remember him telling me, um, and I was probably like in middle school then, but he said, you know, you never know how far your gymnastics career is going to take you, but an education will stick with you for the rest of your life. Um, so promise me at some point in your life, you're going to go to school, you know, college and you're going to get a degree. And so, you know, being however old I was at, at that time, I was just like, yeah, dad, sure. Whatever you say, you know, whatever makes you happy. Um, but I always kind of had that in the back of my mind. And I always knew that, that was important to him and, and both my parents really. But I, the older I got, the more I realized like how accurate that was that, you know, I don't know how far my gymnastics career, you know, is going to take me. Um, and I, again, I now being 30 and, and looking back and, you know, it, it really is incredible. But at the same time, like I am so happy that I went to school because I learned so much both, um, you know, within my degrees, but also just with life, you know, moving from Dallas um, for a little bit, like, and, and moving to New York and people not knowing who I was there. I didn't know who anybody, I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anybody there. It was like probably the best thing that I could have done because it just, it's, that was like the first step in just trying to figure out who Nastia was and not who, you know, this Olympic gymnast was and no one really cared who I was. And, and it was great. Um, and it was just trying to, it was a huge like growing phase for me, I feel like. Um, and it also made me appreciate coming home so much more. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have always loved Dallas and it has always been home, but I feel like it wasn't until 
I moved away that I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yes. This, it for sure is home. (laughs) I'm curious. You you got so much ahead of you in life, uh, and and you're involved in so much and and I want to get into some of that, but, but what's something, uh, you'd like to learn or or something you'd like to try or or something you'd like to get involved with now that, you know, I don't want to say you've got all the time in the world because I know you are actively doing things, but, uh, you know, now that you're post athletic career uh, and you're you're continuing to learn what you like to do and, and what you want to do, what's something you you'd like to try that you've not tried before? Um, I mean, gosh, so much, but like little things like learning a third language um, has always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, and I just want to kind of continue making a difference both in the gymnastics world, um, in my local community, which is obviously Dallas. Um, and just the next generation, um, whether, you know, it's young, young women wanting to be athletes, um, lawyers, doctors, whatever. I, I was so, so lucky that I had so many incredible mentors throughout my life. And so now, um, but I know not everybody has, you know, the access that I had, um, with my parents being world and Olympic champions. I mean, some of my biggest idols throughout my gymnastics career, I would come home and and they were like just sitting on my couch, you know? So I feel like obviously that's not normal, but because of, you know, my parents and their friends within the gymnastics world, like that was my norm. Um, And so anyway, so I just basically kind of want to, you know, mentor and inspire and encourage this next generation in whatever it is that they want to do and and just really trying to be the best version of themselves it's not necessarily about how to become an olympic gold medalist like that's not what life is about it truly is just finding something that you're passionate about and being you know the best you that you can be nastia i'm curious uh you know, whether it's it's what you've done post-athletics or even during your time there, I, I imagine leadership is is a big part of uh, the equation and, and what you just talked about and uh, what you'd like to do and, and being an influence and, and being a leader and, and, and serving in that role. What's important to you in accomplishing that and in, in connecting with people and being a leader, whether it's in an athletic arena or something totally different? It is important, Um, and I feel like, you know, I'm obviously thankful for the platform that I have, um, both, you know, digitally, I guess, social media or whatever, but um, also just outside of that. And so um, I feel like if I'm able to just make a difference and and help, you know, whether it's a young girl or woman or or even anybody really, um, you know, I feel... I have just had so many amazing leaders that I've been able to be connected to. And so if I have learned something throughout my career, um, whether that's, you know, on the gymnastics floor or not, and I'm able to to be able to give back and, and again, whether that's some kind of technical piece of advice in gymnastics and in the sport or, you know, something outside of that, then I just feel like I feel really, um, eager to want to do that and to continue to do that. And um, so, yeah, so I don't necessarily know, you know, too much of what like the future holds, but I do know that that is a huge goal of mine um, and a huge passion of mine to um, continue doing that. All right. A couple more questions and then we'll let you go. Uh, The first one. So 
on your website, I know there's there's lots of health and, and wellness and lifestyle stuff. So I, I need your help with two things. One, <laughs> I've really tried to get into cooking lately. Uh, and I like my food. My wife sometimes likes my food and that might be generous, but what's a, what's a recipe you've tried recently, uh, that you would recommend and what's a a TV show that you're watching? Because gosh knows that with all this free time, people have been exhausting every TV show imaginable. Um, good questions. I have gotten into cooking. I love baking. Um, one of my really good friends is, um, a pastry chef and so I've been texting with her following some of her recipes um let's see for Mother's Day I made I made brunch um for my family so I did like a shakshuka um like this it's like an Israeli Middle Eastern um kind of meal I guess with like poached eggs and I had prosciutto in it um let's see tonight I'm making lettuce wraps or um like chicken lettuce wraps I guess yeah yeah. um yeah I've just been really my parents are like so pleasantly surprised I think because (laughs) I've been hiding this talent I guess I mean don't get let's let's like delete the word talent because I wouldn't necessarily (laughs) say I'm like talented but um I think every time I used to come home it would just be for like quick visits and so now you know, officially being back here in Dallas, um, and especially now during, you know, quarantine times, I have been cooking a lot more. And they're like, wait a second, like, where did this come from? Like, we had no idea that you knew how to cook. If, if we knew this, like, you'd be on duty for dinner, like, every, you know, a few times a week. And I was like, no, 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 like, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoy learning new things. And um, I think especially just because while I was training and, and traveling so much of my life, like whether it was an excuse or not, I, you know, kind of told myself I don't have time, but now we, we all have a little bit more time. Um, in terms of TV, to be completely honest, since I've been home, I haven't turned the TV on once to watch a show, which I know sounds so crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the t- my my dad is a huge tennis fan, so the tennis channel is always on in the background <laughs> here. Um, you know, again, we're huge sports fans, so I'm ex- hopefully fingers crossed sports can um, pick back up here soon. But uh, I haven't watched too much TV. Um, I feel like the first week or first two weeks maybe of quarantine, I watched. Um, Shit's Creek. So I did not get through all six or seven seasons. I think I got through the first season, but um, I've never really been a huge like TV show kind of person. Um, I don't know why. I'm more of like a live TV person. <laughs> that works for me. I, I am very impressed that uh, you've had restraint on the TV. I, I wish that I could say the same, but I have failed miserably in that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a bad thing. Like no judgment, you know, to, to any person that has spent hours and hours watching tv shows (laughs) (laughs) all right last thing in in 2015 you released your autobiography finding my shine and and i always think reflection is is really healthy and and valuable and i imagine that there was a lot of reflection that that went into uh releasing and, and and creating that autobiography so beyond just you know saying that uh you've got an autobiography in terms of the process of getting from A to B, what was so rewarding or, or what was something that maybe 
gosh, you, you learned about yourself or remembered about yourself and, and having to, to rack your brain for the content that's needed to, to create an autobiography. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's really interesting. Obviously, I'm, I'm proud of that, but because it has been five years now, um, I was just thinking about that recently that I feel like so much, obviously so much happened in the first, I guess, 25 years of my life, but I feel like the last five years of my life, um, I have maybe learned even more lessons um, these last five years and, and more so just like life lessons than um, before. So kind of thinking back on it, like, I don't know, maybe it's time for round two or um, <laughs> something just because, you know, I think, yeah, I think I age 25 I thought I knew a lot <laughs> um and at 30 I feel like I know a lot more yet I still don't know enough um and so if that makes any sense but yeah I it was obviously a, a really cool process but I would love to kind of like revisit that and um yeah maybe do round two soon <laughs> I, I mean I think uh since you're not watching tv this seems like a great time to to jump into that yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Nastya, I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Uh, and it, it's been really cool uh, being from Dallas and, and being a part of that that really uh, important graduating class of 2007 to see what you've accomplished and uh, and to see what you've accomplished not only as an athlete but, but since then. And we appreciate you taking the time. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it as well.